More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. Hour number three, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show from out here in Phoenix. Day after the Super Bowl, Valley of the Sun did itself a splendid service with all of the people that have been out here. I have been broadcasting in the KFYI studios. Appreciate all of you listening in the Phoenix area where we have been for many parts of the last couple of years, the number one rated show in all of the Phoenix area. So we appreciate all of you out there listening to us across the valley and certainly around the country, uh, outside of this country. Buck Sexton on his honeymoon this week with the lovely Carrie. You can follow him on Instagram. He has been sharing some photos of uh, uh, occasionally of their honeymoon out there in the South Pacific, the weather is very nice, appears to be quite nice beaches out there. He will be back on Monday of next week or Tuesday of next week. He's out on the honeymoon right now, so I'll have you throughout the course of this week solo. Want to also let you know, go subscribe to the podcast. You'll never miss a moment of the program. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Stexton. You can hear the conversation that we began this show talking about when I argued, and I think I made a pretty good case that the Super Bowl is anti-woke and that many people in the sports media have managed to convince sports fans that they're more woke than they actually are. You should hate the sports media, not the sports leagues themselves. Again, encourage you to go listen to that. Uh, we'll continue to unpack. You can also weigh in, as many of you have, 800-282-2882. You can also send emails via VIP as part of the Clay and Buck VIP subscription service. So, as we were going to break, I was talking about, as a kid growing up, there are a couple of theme musics that would come on, and you just basically get chill bumps, and you'd be terrified. One of them was America's Most Wanted, which I probably watched a 100 times or more, and every single time convinced myself that somebody who was America's Most Wanted was right outside of my door. Here is what the America's Most Wanted, for those of you who remember, theme song sounded like. 
All right. A little bit scary. The one that really got me, though, was the unsolved mysteries theme. And given the fact that we are shooting down objects all over the place, this unsolved mysteries theme, and I know some of you out there, it was the X-Files that got you, but if you are around my age and you grew up in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, when this show was rolling, you probably watched it when you shouldn't have. You may have watched it when your parents weren't home and it was dark outside and you thought to yourself, why in the world did I watch this is what the theme music sounded like. Oh, man. I mean, I got chill bumps just listening to that. Took me back in time. I bet a lot of you out there. This is the perfect theme music for the topic that we are now discussing. We are on 72 hours since the Biden administration shot down a second object off the coast of Alaska. They then shot down an object in Canada. They shot down an object in Michigan. We talked with Tudor Dixon at the top of the second hour. We still don't really know what it is. Over the weekend, as the questions were coming in, uh, a lot of people out there were saying, well, what what could this be? Uh, this is from yesterday. NORAD Commander Air Force General Glenn Van Herc refused, I can't believe this is real, refused to rule out aliens as potentially the source for what was being shot down. Listen. Because you still haven't been able to tell us what these things are that we are shooting out of the sky, uh, that raises the question, um, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. Thanks for the question, Colleen. I'll let the intel community and the uh, counterintelligence community figured that out. I haven't ruled out anything uh, at this point. We continue to assess uh, every threat or potential threat unknown that approaches North America uh, with an attempt to identify it. Yesterday, we hadn't ruled out aliens. I mean, this is one of those things. Remember how crazy 2020 was? That they finally came out with, hey, the government has tons of UFO files. The Pentagon's been spending tens of millions of dollars trying to identify this stuff. There's all these videos out there from fighter pilots, and they can't explain what these unidentified flying objects are. UFOs basically were real. And it was like the 10th page of the newspaper. That's how crazy 2020 was. Well, I didn't even see this on the front page of the newspaper. We got a guy in the Air Force saying, yeah, it could be aliens. We could be shooting down alien craft of some sort. Uh, Well, today... The brilliant, the esteemed, the greatest White House press secretary who happens to be a black lesbian in the history of America, she wanted to make it clear, not aliens. Listen. I know there have been questions and and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Wanted to make sure that the American people knew that, all of you knew that, uh, and it was important for us to say that from here because we've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah, because the Air Force General said it could be aliens. So now Corrine Jean-Pierre has to come out and say it's not aliens. The point here is, can we get the uh, Unsolved Mysteries soundtrack going again? Can we play it right now? The point is, there we go. We have a legit 
unsolved mystery crisis at play here. And I know a lot of you out there are like, oh my goodness. You're having flashbacks. You're afraid. We have a legitimate UFO. 72 hours in. So is this China? Who is sending these objects? Is it possible? Okay, you can pull it back. I don't want people, I don't want people unable to sleep tonight. Is it possible that here is my theory? Based on all this evidence, it seems to me the most likely outcome here is one of two things. One, China sent the spy balloon here, which we know they did, to see how we were going to respond to it, how long it might take us to recognize it. And given how long it took us to recognize it and the fact that we let it traverse across the entire United States, they then said, okay, let's send smaller spy craft and see whether or not U.S. air uh, air defense systems pick it up or not. And that, as a result, we have decided to shoot these down, which is ostensibly Joe Biden acknowledging, hey, I blew it when we didn't shoot down this Chinese spy balloon off the coast. And for those of you, including Mayor Pete, who was laughing about this today, to me it seems quite clear that China is testing to see in the event that they were to enter into a war with us, whether they could potentially deliver explosives, bombs, viruses, bioweapons to the United States in a relatively cost-effective manner without having to commit either men or substantial materials and deliver it in the United States as an attack upon our territory. And so that, to me seems like the most likely explanation for what could be going on. Secondary explanation. And by the way, it wouldn't have to be China, right? Another American adversary could have seen how we responded to the Chinese spy balloon, and they could have decided to send their own version of that into the United States. So that's not crazy. I think that's one legitimate possibility about what's going on right now. Secondary is... The Biden administration is so gun-shy now, so embarrassed by the way that they responded to the Chinese spy uh, balloon, that they now are shooting down all sorts of things that truly are not dangerous to the United States. They have upped the radar uh, examination, and they are identifying more objects. And if they can't immediately tell what those objects are, they are shooting them down in the event that they were also foreign adversarial based uh, UFOs. And the fact that we're now 72 hours in, 72 hours into essentially the first object being shot down off the coast of Alaska, how is it possible that we don't know exactly what it is after 72 hours? This administration promised that they would be the most transparent in American history, yet they have consistently been the least transparent. They have failed to share basic information that I think the American people would have a willingness and a desire to know. I told you on Friday, as we finished the final hour of the show, I said, we'll be back on Monday. Hope you guys all enjoy the Super Bowl. 
surely we will know by Monday what exactly this was. And here we sit 72 hours after those shootdowns occurred, and they still have not provided us any definitive notice of what these objects may be. And, in fact, they've done the opposite because they've trotted out an Air Force general to say it could be aliens. And over the weekend, if you have friends who closely follow the news, I'm sure many of you do, you probably had text chain conversations. You might have had face-to-face conversations where people are like, hey, we're evidently we're being invaded by aliens. My own wife, gonna put her out there, she keeps saying, I think these are missiles. I think they're testing to see whether or not these things can reach here, not necessarily trying to, uh, tr- to explode them here, but just seeing whether they can deliver the payload devices this way. This is China testing it. I think there's probably some of you out there that would buy into that hypothesis as well. But in the absence of direct clarifying information, conspiracies develop, theories take root, and the story runs far ahead of the facts. So why can they not provide a legitimate explanation for exactly what's going on? I think it's a very fair question and one that we will discuss with Elbridge Colby coming up. He's an expert on China, U.S. relations, Taiwan. How could all of this tie together? What exactly is going on? We will discuss all of that as we move through the third hour of the program today. And we certainly appreciate all of you out there who are listening as we are powering through the program. And I want to tell you, I got brand new MyPillows. The MyPillow 2.0 arrived at the Travis household right before I left to come out to Arizona for the last week. And as soon as I finish this program today, I am hopping in a car, headed straight to the airport, and I can promise you I cannot wait to get back home, climb into my bed on the MyPillow sheets, and try out the MyPillow 2.0. It has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, also has exclusive fabric made with a temperature-regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free for a limited time with our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. MyPillow 2.0 made with a temperature-regulating technology, 100% made in the USA. Pillow comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. You can go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to get this buy one, get one free offer on the MyPillow 2.0. All you have to do is enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 to get your MyPillow 2.0 today. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're rolling through the Monday edition of the program and discussing the fact that we're now 72 hours in and still don't have a real legitimate idea of exactly what's happening with what Joe Biden has decided to shoot down, which seems fairly significant uh, as we continue to roll through and discuss these un- uh, unidentified flying objects, particularly because, you know, you're getting a lot of ridiculous arguments out there. But when Chuck Schumer says that Joe Biden humiliated the Chinese by shooting down a spy balloon, I just want you to think about this. Take yourself outside of being an American, right? And take yourself outside of, you know, thinking about this from a Chinese perspective. And just think about this from the perspective of a citizen of another war, uh, another country in this world that is sitting and watching this story between the United States and China. If you get, were given the option, China penetrated American airspace, flew a Chinese spy balloon over military bases all the way from Idaho through Montana, down across the central part of this country, all the way across the Carolinas and then exited their spy balloon on the other side of South Carolina. It was shot down the Atlantic Ocean there. Would you be like, man, that was humiliating for China? They penetrated American airspace, and they were able to cover the entire continental United States, entering in the far northwest and exiting in the southeast of the United States, gaining potentially valuable intelligence along the way, And there were no consequences to them until they reached the Atlantic Ocean, whereupon that spy balloon was shot down, making it difficult to recover what was there because it immediately went into the water. Would you be like, man, that really humiliated China? Or would you think, 
that sounds kind of humiliating to the United States that China was able to pull this off. Well, if you think Joe Biden humiliated China, you are Chuck Schumer. And listen to this. Cut three. Look, I think the Chinese were humiliated. I think the Chinese were caught lying. And I think it's a real it's it's a real step back for them. Yes, I think they're going to have to. I think they're probably going to have to get rid of it or do something because they look really bad. And they're not just doing the United States. This is a crew of balloons. We saw one in South America. They've probably been all over the world. Okay, so it's humiliating to China. Here is an idea that I floated. You might have seen it on Fox News Sunday. I didn't spend a lot of time developing it, but I'm going to ask Bridge Colby about it here in the next segment. The only thing that I think could be a mess for China associated with the Chinese spy balloon is this. Is there a split between the Chinese military and Xi Jinping, right? Is it possible that the authoritarian dictator leader of China is not as all-powerful as we thought and that there are parts of the Chinese military that are actively trying to make China's supreme leader look bad. Because we know that all of the uh, protests that emerged over COVID zero in China finally forced Chairman Z to change his story there, and China opened back up. And remember how all the same people out there, the, the, the left-wingers who've been trying to say, oh, there's no way to live with COVID, China's in trouble now. Now, China finally opened up after like three years. Almost no one had gotten any kind of COVID shot. And what happens? What happens is, by and large, no real impact. China's just open now, and it proves that any lockdown strategy, the Dr. Fauci's of the world, we followed China's lead and we blew it. But is it possible that that has destabilized China somewhat, and they were trying to embarrass Chairman Z in advance of potentially an American state visit with Anthony Blinken prepared to go there. The timing, I would say, suggests that Chinese leader Chairman Z is not as powerful as we have been told. Just think about that. I'll ask Bridge Colby about it next. In the meantime, if you own a business and you made it through COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. No loan, no payback, just a refund of your taxes. How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorney specialist, little-known payroll tax refund program. They'll do all the work. No charges up front. Just share a percentage of the cash they get back with you. Businesses of all types can qualify. So much so that GetRefunds.com has already returned over $3 billion. Here's how you get hooked up. No cost. Just go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me. Answer a few questions. Payroll tax refund only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. No risk. High reward. GetRefunds.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Joined now by Elbridge Colby, who is an expert on China and United States relations. And he also is the co-founder and principal of the Marathon Initiative. He is a former U.S. Assistant Deputy, De- Deputy, it's a tough word to say, Secretary of Defense for Strategy and Force Deployment. His latest book, The Strategy of Denial, American Defense in an Age of Great Power Conflict. All right, Bridge, appreciate you taking the time to join us. I know you've been on the show before. What in the world do you think is the most likely explanation for what has been going on the last 72 hours as we have now shot down at least three different 
still unidentified flying objects. Great to be with you, Clay. Uh, always a pleasure to be on, on the show. I, I mean, I have to say the most likely explanation is that it's part of the Chinese surveillance program, but I don't have ironclad confidence that, that was, that's what it is. I mean, it could be other countries. I mean, it's not beyond the, the pale that it's the Russians. Maybe even the North Koreans is not out of the realm of possibility. It could be private companies. I mean, some of the things they're talking about, I saw Kirby on the, on the news earlier this morning. You know, he was saying they haven't even uh, been able to dredge these things up. I mean, a lot of them are really forbidding places. And there are, a number of them are quite a bit smaller than the massive Chinese surveillance balloon. So I think the most likely is that it's, China, it's part of the same Chinese program, but I, I don't think that's open and shut. When should we know? I'm kind of stunned that we shot this one down off the coast of Alaska 72 hours ago, and we still don't really have an explanation from the administration. Do you think they have a really good idea what this is? Do you think they don't? Are they being level with us? I don't know. My impression is that they don't fully understand it. I mean, I, I was struck by this sort of, you know, General Van Herc, the NORTHCOM commander. I mean, he said there's been real gaps in our understanding of what's going on in our airspace over the last few years. So some of this, I think, is, you know, somehow we've managed to get improved sense of what's going on. I mean, maybe that's fiddling with the radar. I don't know what that with that. Maybe there's new technologies. Um, but some of this is obviously, you know, the Chinese we know have have embarked on a massive uh, balloon building program. So I think that's a reasonable uh, suspicion. But I mean, you know, we still I don't think we've still recovered a, a good chunk, at least or maybe most of the the original balloon. You know, a week yeah. and a half later, and I mean, and that's in that's in relatively you know balmy waters off the coast of the Carolinas, rather than rather than off the Yukon or Alaska. So, my guess is we're not entirely sure yet. Chuck Schumer came out and said it was humiliating for the Chinese to have their spy balloon shot down over the coast of off the coast of South Carolina in the Atlantic Ocean. Do you think it's viewed that way by the Chinese? How would you assess the relative humiliation factors between? China sending a balloon across the whole United States and us shooting it down after it left the continental United States. Well, I think it's much worse for us to have a balloon cross our entire you know, country and can yes. too, uh, in our territorial airspace. And then, you know, after like almost a week, then we shoot it down, you know, once. I mean, and it's not one of the things that I, I assume the administration and the government had known about it for the first few days. But it's not entirely clear to me that we knew about it for the first few days. And this is a, you know, this is a very large balloon. I mean, it's like three football fields, I think, the balloon and, and the, the, uh, you know, the sort of thing it was holding on below it, you know, the, the surveillance stuff basically was like the size of a couple of buses. So I think that's, um, you know, that, that's, that's definitely not a, a win for, for, for our side. Uh, but of course, this is, this is far from over this whole dynamic. Does this impact Taiwan in a significant way in your mind? Are we learning anything based on where Chinese-American relations are right now as it pertains to this spy balloon and potentially these additional unidentified flying objects in the event that they are from China? In terms of what it might mean for the United States and China squaring off over Taiwan? I think it does tell us something very, very important and, and interesting and disturbing, which is just the global reach of the People's Liberation Army. I mean, I think there's a sense, you know, in a lot of the discussion and the news reporting is really focused on Taiwan. But I think that's a, that's a mistake because the Chinese military has been dramatically increasing its capability over the last few years and in ways where it can not just surveil, but potentially threaten to attack the American homeland. So this is not simply about Taiwan in some narrow localized sense. This is about the Chinese flying a massive balloon and potentially doing so without our even knowing for several days 
over American territorial airspace. And what, are they, what, what was it doing? Well, I mean, it was flying over our ICBM base in Montana. It was also apparently flying over or nearby Whiteman Air Force Base, the home of the B-2 bomber, the most, you know, the kind of one of the crown jewels of our military. So, I mean, and this is not alone. I mean, a year plus ago, we had the Chinese testing hypersonic missiles that, according to the newspapers, some of our scientists didn't even know that some of their capabilities or maneuvers were theoretically possible. So what I think this says is that China is really not just a kind of a, a narrow con, you know, threat in terms of Asia, you know, or the Western Pacific or the first island chain or Taiwan. It's also very much about the ability to threaten the homeland. And I think that also tells us in a more fundamental way, the stakes, the stakes are about something well beyond Asia. I mean, this is a country that can do something in a sense that the Soviets never really tried. I mean, it was a long time ago now. But I mean, where, where it's got an economy that's of equivalent size, it's flying balloons, it's flying satellites over us, it has long-range aviation, it's, it now has more nuclear um, uh, missile launchers than we have, long-range missile launchers. Let's not, let's not get this, let's not, you know, get, get mixed up about what this is. This is, this is a country with global reach and global ambitions. Let's talk, last question for you. I was talking about this in the last segment. Is there a possibility that this actually reflects weakening of Chairman Xi's absolute power in China and that this could be a Chinese military driven plan that he's not necessarily signing off on? given the timing with Secretary Blinken and the potential state visit? Or do you think that this is Chairman Z himself who ordered this Chinese uh, spy balloon? How would you assess the internal palace intrigue, so to speak, of China and what that might tell us about this situation? It's really hard to know. I mean, I find it hard to believe that there are military elements you know, in the PLA uh, that are willfully bucking Xi Jinping. I mean, he's really consolidated power over the last few years, and it's a party army. You know, it's really a communist party army. So, but it is it is puzzling, Clay. Why would Xi Jinping do this now? Because the Chinese are on a bit of a charm offensive. I think they're on their back feet over the economy, zero COVID, you know, d- decreasing you know uh, sort of popularity around the world uh, for China. So it is it is puzzling. I mean, I could see, you know, I think there's one explanation, which could be they're probing us. They're challenging us. I mean, you know, almost like a kind of a negotiating style where you kind of put a dig into the opponent and kind of like humiliate him a little bit to see how he reacts and push him back. That's a tried and true Chinese and communist negotiating tactic. It's also possible that they didn't fully appreciate what the response was going to be or fully coordinate how everything was going to go. But I think that's you know, it's hard to know, but I think that, you know, we have to step back and say, look, we can't know what's going on in Xi Jinping's head. We can't know what's going on inside the standing committee of the Central Committee of the, of the Politburo of the, of the People's Republic of China. We have to deal with what the reality is. They're flying balloons over our airspace. They're continuing an unprecedented military buildup. The leopard has not fundamentally changed its spots. Doesn't mean we have to be willfully aggressive or provocative, but it means we shouldn't get distracted and we shouldn't, you know, go for this kind of compete while cooperating. We should make sure that we are operating from a position of strength. That is what Xi Jinping, that is what the, the People's Republic of China government respects. And, and from that position of strength, we can take a more moderate position. But we, first, we have to be tough and hawkish in order to get to that place. Bridge Colby, if you like this conversation, Buck Sexton, Bridge Colby had a long-form discussion. You can find that in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Appreciate the time, my man. Great to talk to you. When we come back, I'll take some of your calls, close out the Monday edition of the program, 800-282-2882. But I want to tell you, gun owners interested in keeping their skills sharp have started using a cool new device called the Mantis X. It's a firearms training system, no ammo, 
all electronic way to train. Mantis X attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, connects to your smartphone with a Bluetooth connection, and it'll give you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guide you through drills and courses. Nearly everyone that uses the Mantis X improves with just 20 minutes of training. In fact, product now being used by the U.S. military and special forces. Great technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on those Second Amendment responsibility to be competent in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media. Spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, closing up the Monday edition of The Shop. Reminder that Buck is on his honeymoon this week uh, with Carrie, and I'll be in solo. I've had a tremendous time out here in Phoenix. Did the show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and now Monday uh, out here in our KFY studios. I want to thank everybody in Phoenix who has been so fabulous in their hospitality. I've had a phenomenal time out here. Looking forward to getting back to Nashville, my hometown, to be able to do the show for the rest of the week. 
um, and uh, encourage you, if you missed any of today's shows, to go out there and make sure that you download the podcast and don't miss a single moment. Um, and I started off the show, and I just want to reiterate this one more time. Yesterday was obviously the Super Bowl. We'll find out 100 million plus what the total number is of people who watched the Super Bowl. And what I would tell you is the Super Bowl represents everything that America does great. It is a meritocracy. It is populated and made possible by behind-the-scenes grinders who worked their butts off. I saw them all throughout this week. It is a celebration of capitalistic excess, whether it is the commercials, whether it is all the trips out to buy junk food, (laughs) frankly, to celebrate, including I'd like to thank my mom and dad for watching our kids the past past weekend. My wife's out here with me. Uh, They took... My eight-year-old out to buy a bunch of junk food for the um, uh, for the Super Bowl, and I imagine that there are a lot of grandparents out there that regularly do the same. Kids get opportunities they otherwise would not when grandma and grandpa are around, and so uh, I'm sure that we are going to return home and find out that the boys had quite a few treats. But it is a celebration of capitalistic excess that brings everybody together: white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Now, I think there are aspects of the Super Bowl that we get wrong, right? The Black National Anthem, I think, is ridiculous. Tomorrow, we'll play you uh, my new anthem that we designed that would make also Hispanics, Asians, women. I think we might have had Native Americans trying to cover every single fabric of the United States, which, you know, is the ostensible purpose of the anthem itself to represent everyone. But we can have a lot of fun with that. I thought even Rihanna and her performance represents what, stands for so much as the promise of America because she moved from Barbados here to become a global iconic superstar. And that is true all over this world. The best place you can come to make yourself a global superstar and to transcend the country of your birth is still the United States. And football is an American invention. It is something that America almost exclusively plays. And so I am not willing to allow the Super Bowl to be taken over by woke imbeciles when sports itself is the very definition of the meritocracy. I also want to give a shout-out. I thought they did a really good job, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, who were calling this game. Um, and been an unbelievable weather out here. And I did a tip for those of you who who may at some point find yourself in Phoenix. It's a tough hike. Really tough hike, I think. I mean, because it's a lot of perpendicular nature. There's lots of rocks, lots of different climbing required on this uh, trip. But my goodness, the Camelback hike to the top. I posted a few of these photos up on Instagram. Uh, my wife uh, and I made the trip up that mountain on Saturday, and it was a heck of an experience. It takes a couple hours. might take three hours. You might be able to go up faster. Some people go down and then turn around and go back up. But those guys are beasts because I can feel it in my legs even today. Um, but uh, but it is a uh, – you, you got to make sure that you have your uh, your water for sure in order to make it all the way up to the top. But it was pretty outstanding. So I want to thank everybody out in the Phoenix area uh, for their support. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure that you don't miss a single moment. Uh, we have a lot of people who still want to uh, to weigh in. I told you that we would close out the show uh, discussing everything out there. Craig in Tucson, what you got for me, man? 
Yeah, you you mentioned uh, the, the the second option, uh, and and there was a third one that I think you overlooked, and I haven't heard anybody else mention this. I thought about this uh, starting on Friday when they you know announced another object shot down. I believe that it's possible that the Defense Department is launching objects that they can shoot down in an attempt to make Joe Biden and the administration look like they have more testosterone than they actually do. And it was Joe Biden who said last week that half the women in his administration are women. I believe half the men are women, too. (laughs) Thank you for the call. I I don't necessarily disagree with the idea, the premise that Biden could be doing this because it makes him look stronger. The difference is I think they wouldn't be saying that they didn't know where these objects came from if they were in any way involved from the United States government itself. So, look, I think there are a lot of different hypotheses. For those of you out there who missed it, my theory was, one, it's China or another adversarial country. Two, we have just upped our overall surveillance to such an extent that we are shooting down completely innocuous objects now, i.e. this could be weather balloon-like where it's not actually a threat. So the fact that we don't know 72 hours later, I think, is uh, is pretty crazy. Uh, Chuck in Kentucky, what you got for us? ...us out to see where they can hit us the worst. And they ain't worried about taking out infrastructure. They're trying to figure out a way they can kill another 100 million Americans with, with, with another virus or something, because... And and our and our we got our commander in chief boldly uh, laughing about it like it's not that serious. Yeah, I get you. I'm fired up about it. If you listen to me on Friday, I said, "Can you imagine if this were the 1980s and Russia had just sent a spy balloon across the entire United States? Would Ronald Reagan have claimed that as a victory that we shot it down once it got over the Atlantic in South Carolina? Of course not." Would George Bush Sr. have claimed that as a victory? No, it would have been a tremendous embarrassment that Russia was able, the Soviet Union at the time, to put its spycraft into our airspace and that there was no restriction from their ability to go across the entire continental United States. It would have been a tremendous embarrassment, a Sputnik-like moment in the Cold War with Russia. Grant in Bismarck, North Dakota, closing out shop uh, today on the Monday edition of the program. I just have no trust in anything going on, and um, I like listening to you guys because it seems like what we hear and what we forecast eventually comes true with you two, even though uh, Mr. Buck isn't there. And I just have a hard time believing anything coming out of anywhere and it's it's hard to raise a family in this environment. Uh, I, I don't doubt it at all. Thank you for the call. We're closing up uh, the show here. I think what you're hitting on is this administration has given us no reason to trust them. Joe Biden hasn't extended a hand in any way. He's been an adversarial leader who told us, hey, if you don't get the COVID shot, you're going to have a winter of death. Hey, if you get the COVID shot, though, COVID will be over forever. And it just extends across his entire administration. They have proven time after time they're not to be trusted. But we are. See you Tuesday. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.